from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. You are a. Hey, you are lucky. We are here. That's right. Mainly Corey. I had <laughs> no prior knowledge of all the issues that Dallas had. I live west of Dallas, closer to Fort Worth. That's about as bad as weather we ever get in Dallas. Woo wee! Heavy wind. <laughs> so you are lucky to be alive, sir. Much less on the podcast. I battled through apocalyptic conditions to get here. No power on the roads or my house. <laughs> How long have you been without power in your house? Uh, about six hours now, which... How long have you been without power in your backhand? <laughs> I, I knew that first question was leading somewhere. That's why I didn't want to answer it. <laughs> about you, 16 years. You texted me for once in your life, we've got no power. And did you notice I tried to call you twice? I did. And you didn't pick up. And I'm glad you didn't pick up because I was saving it for the fans. Because right when you texted that, I had that joke about your backhand. You would have spoiled it. And boy, oh boy... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> comedy uh, apparently uh what one thing that makes it funny is that there's truth in it and right, let me tell exactly. you that's true <laughs> oh what a backhand you we have. used to do these contests where you got a prize for the fastest stroke and the slowest stroke and i was always able to get pretty close to the slowest stroke no matter what the stroke was what fastest cir- i just like, gave up what tennis circus do you work at <laughs> this was at my old place we did well because there's certain kids you know have no chance to win the power oh, i mean they're seven right. years old or six I years see. old so it gives everybody kind of a chance and it's funny watching the hard hitters try to hit slow, and it also is funny trying to watch the slow hitters try to hit hard like me, right? Um, because it just uh, doesn't go any faster than <laughs> uh, normal. <laughs> some would say comical is a good way to put it. Yeah, we can leave the uh, story out of uh, my opposing uh, college coach in my, that match and save that for a later date. So um, I think having no power at your house and your backhand um, – <laughs> are good excuses for you not to be fully up to date on the men. Yes, I'm sure that uh, team must have won a dramatic uh, five-setter and cemented his status as the next great champion, right? Well, certainly certainly he, he went five sets and every set was a battle because he is the second best clay quarter in the world. <laughs> so there's no way that he could lose the last two sets, 6-1, 6-1. Because no chance. He's playing someone seven years older than him and he's incredible just beating number one in the world. Well, he's the second best... Clay quarter behind Nadal. Right. And F- Djokovic. <laughs> and he's also and possibly second, Federer. second behind Federer also. Um, <laughs> I, hate, I hate men's tennis so much. I, were you more frustrated by the fact that Djokovic lost to him or just watching that match to me was so All frustrating? Right, here's the deal. Here's what I'm doing, and I think it's fair. As long as Federer and Nadal play the French Open next year, I am inserting this... This French, I'm the the slot that 2019 holds. <laughs> I'm going to remove 2019, put in 2020 French Open results, and if Djokovic wins it, then I'm right. He won a Grand Slam. <laughs> well, Godly, I missed it. I, and team had about 17 different advantages, and he won seven five in the fifth. Missed it by that much. I almost had it. Now the thing is based, but let's say let's just say Djokovic had won that seven five in the fifth. Do you still think he could have won in the final? 
because he looked effing terrible in that semifinal. The fact no, that he lost seven five in the fourth was impressive. Look, he didn't look terrible. He looked terrible in spots and right. brilliant in spots. It was it was so up and down. If it was perfect weather, no wind. Yeah. Oh, he would have won for he sure. He would have destroyed him. I don't I've never seen him play like that ever. Listen, team is not he's not a, he might be the second best clay court player, but he doesn't play clay court tennis. Right. It's as simple as that. Do you know why he's the second best clay court player in the world, according to some people no well i don't know what the reason you're going to give yeah but what do you think i i, I actually um, for once i actually <laughs> want your stupid opinion i mean just because he has so much pace and spin on both sides that he can you know dictate play i think is part of it, it has all- more to do with the fact that he's got a big dumb long stupid stroke on his backhand <laughs> and he's got more time to get out in front and actually connect on it yeah, and he, he was blasting at times. Because if he plays Fetter on hard courts, he can't hit the backhand like that. He can't. The question I haven't answered after 24 hours, and I no one has been able to answer it to my satisfaction, is why did Djokovic go to the net 70-plus times? I've heard somebody say, because the wind. I said, well, I think the hardest shot in the wind is a volley. Um, and Navratilova said that, too. Well, then in that case, it's for sure wrong. <laughs> I was going to say it's probably wrong when you said it, but for her... Well, but I agree this. with her because you have no time to react and you need to be able to make quick reactions when it's windy hmm. and his volleys suck anyway. That's the thing. That's yeah, what I don't not, understand. They're not great. They're I, not great. I've never seen a match he played where he did not want to rally from the baseline. And that's what freaked me out right, from the but, very beginning. But he couldn't. Yeah. No, I mean, at, it did, at, wasn't working. At periods of time, he couldn't. It had nothing to do. He just didn't handle the conditions at all. At all. He didn't handle the conditions well at yeah. all. And that's disappointing. Um, when we keep going in reverse, but but Federer didn't either. By the way, well, what I don't understand is we we and we know this is we complain about it every year. Why was this the one year that both semis didn't play at the same time? Because they knew rain was coming in. Yep. It, to me, that was a huge disadvantage to the winner of that match. Regardless, maybe not huge. Well, I would say huge because they played the next day. Well, where I'll, I'll tell you. And I think tennis Twitter has an answer. <laughs> Sexism! Apparently. <laughs> they wanted every moment of men's tennis on the main court. Well, apparently, well, numbers-wise, they do. They sell three right. times as more tickets, and they can. apparently they sold both matches separately. Okay, that's why then. Because so, I thought they might have sold it as one ticket, and I thought, why would they do that if they could sell two tickets? Right. So that makes a little they sense. They wanted 15 and 15 instead of 5 and 5. Right. And what was funny, though, then they did play the two women's matches simultaneously, which were semis, so I didn't understand. I guess just because it was two marquee matchups, they thought I don't think, they could split. Well, I think most people don't think women should be playing sports, so... <laughs> the French certainly don't, except Serena, who kicked team out of the press conference. But yes. Everyone else, no other woman counts. And we didn't talk about that last week because I didn't care. Right. Because it's not a story to me. No. I don't. I really just don't care. Anything um, press conference related is not a story. Well, it might be. It might be. <laughs> With a woman, I meant. And remind, <laughs> and remind me to, to talk about that at the uh, tail end here. Maybe a coach's corner. That's right. There you go. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about that issue because, to be honest with you, I think it got blown up. And even probably one of the people involved probably had it wrong. Yeah. And, and I, don't even think, I don't even think Serena... Serena could have been had no involvement in it. Yeah, I'm she sure. She could have just said, I want to go now or I'm leaving. She doesn't know who's in there. You know, she's not listening to the press conferences at the time. And they just said, okay, we'll get you in. Yeah. But 
the other or, thing is or not or literally all of it could have been accidental and, right. and it doesn't matter and it's no. really irrelevant i thought he had a great line something about you know you're kicking me out for someone who's not even in the tournament still <laughs> which i thought was pretty good and true um but the other thing is we always talk about how the number one seed or the seeds get the biggest advantage ever so why isn't why aren't team and Djokovic the number one seed playing first and give Federer at all the second match, which is more disadvantageous? Yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? That, that's the other thing that irritated me. It's like because to me, if Nadal had to play yesterday, that makes the final slightly more interesting. Do I think it changes the outcome? No, I don't. But to me, it makes it a little more interesting. Oh, he's not as fresh. You know, team had an extra day of rest. And then if team, you know, gets ahead early, then it really builds the interest. Once Nadal wins the first set, I have no interest in any match he ever plays at the French Open. <laughs> and I have to look back. I wanted to look back and see if the two 99 losses. and zero. Yeah. Um, I think that was the set. I think that stat popped up. Well, I was going to say, has he the two match losses he had? I'm he probably lost first set. I would think so. Uh, I don't do research, but that would be my guess. Mm. Um, and so once he wins the first set, I'm like, why do I need to watch it? Which I didn't have a choice this year. I didn't watch it, but. But once I heard it was a sh- relatively short match, I already knew the outcome. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the intensity for team, and I think his head was in the in the first set, but I think he made a tactical decision to lay back and to cut a little bit and just try to work points. He wasn't serving big at all. When when he did that against Djokovic, it didn't work either, which is interesting. They were showing the stats of when he sliced, and he sliced more in the sets that he lost. Yeah. Well, not even that. I mean, he was hitting he was hitting pretty decent ground strokes, but he was he wasn't serving big, and his percentage on first serves were higher. Right. Um. And I, that could have been a, a calculated choice based on the fact that Nadal's going to jump all over his first serve, or I mean, his second serve. So. That didn't work in the first set, and so the second set he came out dropping bombs. Uh, he, so at least he did made some changes. Yeah, I think he did, uh, and then won that second set seven five. But then he, it was, and, he just, but it wasn't a good set because they went back and forth with breaks early. Yeah. It was like one all, and then I don't. It just I can't remember the exact scores, but they went back and forth with it breaks. Wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't a neck and neck battle. Well, it was, but not with good. T- like I thought, Djokovic's team was terrible tennis for most of that match. Yeah, well, because well, listen, it was dramatic. I, I take nothing away from that semi because the condition it was absurd. Oh yeah, the whole thing was ridiculous. And the only reason, probably, that they made them play is because they had to get the final on Sunday. Right. If that was the final, they probably would have waited. Yeah, or um, at least a couple hours. And by the way, if uh, I don't care to hear the notion that. This is an outdoor tournament. <laughs> We're gonna play it outdoors <laughs> until next year. Hey, you know what's outdoors? I'll tell you what's outdoors. How about thunder, and lightning? How about fifty mile an hour winds? How about rain? Snow. How about snow? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of things are outside, and if you can play outside, wonderful. I will but, say it. I the only thing, the only reason it made Djokovic look bad is because team never complained at all. Federer never complained at all. Nadal never complained at all. At least, at least publicly. And then Djokovic is out there like crying throughout the first two sets. I know. I and he literally looked like he didn't want to be there, which he clearly didn't. Right. And Federer's had that too. He had that a couple weeks ago where he had to play two matches in a day, and that second match he did yeah. not want to be out there. Well, look, he didn't look like he wanted to be out there as, as you know, Rafa was you know beating the crap out of him. Right. But you know, I 
I don't know. I think the wind. I don't know. Uh, it's well, hard. The wind is always the one thing that they hate. Even well, a little bit of rain, you can play there and not have much of an issue. I think with with Federer's game, though, I you know it just it didn't seem it seemed like the wind hurt him a lot more. You know, everybody says, "Well, they both have to play with the wind." Yes, right. they do. But if their games are different, it affects them different. What did you think about that match overall? I, I mean, it was crap. I heard a lot of people say how impressed they were with Federer this tournament. I'm like, he played no one. He beat an exhausted Warinka, and then I thought he played terrible against Nadal. Now, yeah. He had his moments. Now, they did show that stat of the break points, which is pretty crazy, because if they broke at the same percentage, he would have beaten him two or three times, but he's broken like 20% less right. on break opportunities. So, Well, both of those matches, the wind was so absurd that I... So let me ask you this. Would you have rather them played both those on Saturday and kept the final Sunday? Because to me, that was the only other option. You play at you know doubleheader Saturday, maybe playing both at the same time at eight a.m. Well, no, I I can't speculate on how they should have moved things because I don't know. I mean, with the final or the the first semi or the second semi, I should say with, with Djokovic. I mean, it, it, apparently he was gone. That's what I heard. It was like, hey, we're gonna check, and he was spinning out in the parking lot. You well, know, it was weird cart. because someone said they already canceled for the day, and I said canceled. It doesn't get dark there for like four more hours. I'm like, how have they canceled? Well, now listen. You, you could also, I mean, I've run tournaments, you've run tournaments, certainly not, well, I've run a professional tournament, but just a low-level one, but not a Grand Slam. And so, you know, the, you're, you're dealing with a higher-level player, and it's not like a junior tournament where you can make them sit around all day right. and just wait. You and, know they may, I mean? and they have said... Now, granted, I'm sure they have luxury accommodations to wait in. It's not <laughs> like, you know, in junior tournaments, they're all sitting outside the tennis center building, <laughs> leaning up against the wall, right? you know, or whatever, but... Well, I wonder if they told them, you know, we'll reschedule it, but we're not moving the final. And he said, fine. You know, that would be interesting if that conversation happened. Well, the upside is I don't think team was affected by it. I, I really don't either, because it's basically like playing two, a two out of three set match back to back days, which they do every week. Right. And I mean, Nadal, I'm sorry, Nadal will be fresh no matter what he played the day before. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what roids will do for you. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know what he takes. Um, yeah, his arms are jacked. So I know you're it's super huge. impressed by 12 slams. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, listen, first of all, if if he was not here, let's say he got the flu <laughs> at the beginning of every single French <laughs> Open He's ever played. Right. Let's go back in time and say he had the exact same record he's had everywhere else, yeah. but he got a stomach bug every first round of the tournament and had to pull out. Federer would be the greatest player in the history of clay, in, uh, on clay court tennis. Right. And or Djokovic, depending. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say he hasn't done it, but the, the same rule applies. It's the weakest era. Right. So his stats, while absurd... In terms of how you know twelve you know titles out of fourteen, uh, yeah, twelve out of fourteen right. years, or maybe fifteen because he had that one weird Before, walkover or whatever. Yeah, which I don't know why that doesn't count as a loss on his record. By the way, he it, dropped uh, out during the tournament. That's I thought that counted as a loss. Oh yeah, I don't know, but yeah, so at least twelve out of fifteen years. So yes, that's absurd, and I get it, but. If I'm being fair, you have to put it in the same context 
as the rest of the Grand Slams that the other two have. And right. it's like, you know, they keep showing this list. You know, Federer's number one. Not you, much longer. Nadal's number two. Then Djokovic. Then Sampras. <laughs> then Nadal, French only, you know, French only <laughs> uh, open only. Right. And it's like, I get it. I get it. But uh, it still is factored in, from my point of view, into this era, which is, in my opinion, of the weakest era. Um, which it's. I mean, by the way, fans, if you can hear music in the background, apparently the studio is going late <laughs> tonight uh, next door. Uh, and it's all part of our new hip uh, update. Yeah, I mean, our studio is in a like a real bohemian building with a bunch of artists everywhere, and then us. Um, and so they do all <laughs> kinds of cool things all over this building, all kinds of different studios, and then us, not cool things. And uh, so hopefully it's not bleeding in. And if it is, eh, you got free music. I hope they don't get us for copyright infringement. <laughs> But if you put like Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal first round to quarters for all three of them, I think they went forty-five and one in sets. And so again, are they that amazing, or is everybody else just that no, bad? Because Roddick, remember, took sets off of all of them a lot of times. Yeah, a lot of times, and other players of that general era. I'm sure Hewitt did. Obviously, Agassi. It's just it, and Roddick's the only one that you know out of that group that sort of squeaked deeper into their era, you know, because Agassi retired earlier and he was at the way tail end. And no, we even talked about this last Sunday. It's like so. My question I have is, why do I need to watch the first week of a tournament? Well, listen, I'll tell. Let me just let me just put this out there, so nobody freaks out and hats <laughs> me. Rafa, I would I could again the same rule applies. Weakest era, so take it with a grain of salt. I think that tempers it a little bit, but based on his actual skill set. And his actual um, execution of those skills, whether he's on roids or not, <laughs> I think he is the greatest clay court player in the history of the game. Yeah, and I don't, I don't and, think there's an argument against and that. Weakest error to me won't take that away. No, because uh, you can actually watch him. Well, now, because weakest error, he's still playing some out of those 100 matches. He still played, you know, Federer and Djokovic probably 20 times or 10 times. And some other, you know, Warinka, the other top players. Yeah. 90% of them are against scrubs, but still. Yeah, not scrubs, but <laughs> relative to what we're saying. Right. So what was your question? Well, I was just saying, what do I need to watch the first week of a slam for? Oh, yeah. When they went 45-1 and one in yeah. sets. And the set Djokovic, or Nadal lost, he was up two sets to love, lost a set to Goffin, and then won the fourth set easily. Well, I find myself rooting for team for seats of pass uh, oh, not, not, definitely not Zverev I can't I can't <laughs> I can't uh, it, uh, there's just no chance and that match with Djokovic was so terrible oh my goodness um uh, there were moments do I rest my case he was three in the world for most of the last two years do can I rest my case on weakest error give me a break the one it, I, I still agree with you on that but the one thing I will say about him is he at least this tournament showed better skills at the net no, that's not saying Yes. Much. Actually, that's funny you say that. I I actually thought the same thing at one point. I was like, man, has he been working on his volley? Or Yeah, he had some decent... Or did he, has he actually seen somebody do one on TV? And he's like, <laughs> oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, no, he... No, it was funny because I had watched the first set and I taped the rest and somebody texted me and said, oh, Zverev's starting to come to the net. And well, I said, well, if, that can't be going well. <laughs> if Fonini wasn't such a cuckoo, I think he... There's no question he should have beat him. Yeah, I don't understand what happened there. Um, I think Fonini is cuckoo. That's what. Well, I figured out Zverev has one thing that he does really well, which is hard power ground strokes. And so against the people that 
can't handle it, he wins. Well, someone like Djokovic, who's really good at hard power ground strokes, he lost. Yeah. Fonini just probably couldn't handle the constant barrage of the same stroke over and over because he gets creative and you know tries to do other stuff. And so the third, fourth, fifth, right in that range. I mean, who cares that he's now at five? Whatever. I mean, it's he's yeah. he's definitely one of the best other than the big three out there based on numbers right now. And that clay, clay court not, ETR was higher than teams, by the way. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm, well, that's weird because the <laughs> team was a second best. Yeah. So Zverev is up 5-4. Serving. Serving. And, and I thought, loses okay, this 7-5. match is going to get interesting. And loses 7-5. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is ridiculous. And barely won any games after that. Yeah. 2-2 two and two after that. Yeah. Um. Djokovic was robbed. He was robbed by the wind. <laughs> and next year, I guess they're going to have a roof, I hope. Yes, and so all those semis. What is it? La roof? Is that what it is in French? <laughs> La. Um, and so 40-mile-an-hour winds, umbrellas blowing across. That was one thing I think he uttered to the chair umpire when he's like, what are we doing? And he said, well, as long as it's safe, which in other words, objects aren't flying across the court. And he's like, oh, I didn't. I thought an umbrella might be an object. <laughs> By the way, don't you hate the whole? Have you ever played tennis? Did you see that? Oh, that was I hate that, that was asinine. This I hear that you hear that from so many like arguments with umpires, and it's like you know what I would say. Come back and say, have you ever officiated? That's tennis what match? I was about to golly. <laughs> you've been around me too long. I would have said. I didn't think about that just now, so I absorbed it from said, you somehow. Have you, ever, have you ever played tennis? And he said yes. <laughs> and, and he should have said, have you ever officiated? Right. And it's like, but at the same time. He's he did the right thing and just dryly answered matter of factly answered his questions because he doesn't want to be a part of this match. Right. Even though in the worst thing he said was, you know, he basically said, you're making a name. Great job. Yeah. You just made a name for yourself. And the hilarious part of that, by the way, was the very next segment. They said so and so and so and so in this is in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> they said it, I never seen that guy before either. So yeah, I, that I was the first time I'd ever heard his name. And it was literally right after Djokovic made that comment. Um, but the the complaint he had was ridiculous. He said that he was starting the serve clock too soon. I'm like, there is no too soon. The rule is 25 seconds between points. Right. Like you can't start it too soon. Really, he probably doesn't start it too soon because to me, the second if somebody hits a ball by you, the second right. it makes its second bounce, that's when you should start. Yeah, the clock. and they make them announce like, the score and then press it. Yeah. So he's actually starting it later than when I think they should. Right. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, because you got ball kids. I mean, if it's a wreck, obviously you got to go get balls in the corner right. if you're doing it yourself. But yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, yeah, that's it was highly disappointing considering my, you know, backing of Djokovic <laughs> generally uh, that he's going to be the best player in the history of the game. If you've been making the argument for Federer and Dahl, he's going to surpass them both. Yeah, eventually. Um, unless it's windy, hopefully, there's, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to think. I mean, like I said, we need an Adala Djokovic to win to keep the, you know, greatest all time argument going. And now it's, I mean, Adal wins one more this year and Federer wins none. Then it's really crazy going to next year. Cause you can't tell me that Nadal can't win two more Frenches. Yeah. Why, uh, why wouldn't he? Right. That's what I mean. So he's almost a favorite right now to have the most slams. Cause I don't think Federer is. I think if you had to place a bet, you wouldn't say Federer's going to win another slam. Ooh. I mean, Wimbledon would probably have his best chance, but he hasn't won Wimbledon in a while. Yeah, but man, yeah. I'm going to say a while. It's probably two years, but that's a while for him. But he's, he's mm, yeah, that's it. 
It's hard to say. Now, Nadal won't be the favorite at Wimbledon, certainly. No, no. Uh, he'll be probably third or fourth. Behind, that's probably too high. I wonder who the second greatest grass player in the history of the game is. Um, <laughs> Novak. Federer than Novak. Golly. I guess Federer might be the favorite at Wimbledon. Who knows? Well, oddly enough, I mean, Tsitsipas is not, you know, was not in the quarterfinals, but I still like him better long term than Zverev or team. Well, he honestly. had by far the worst draw of anyone. I mean, well, yeah, Rinka, well, Rinka, you could tough, say have the bad draw. Well, you were, yeah, but I agree with you, both of them. I mean, and that was a good match, and it was a high quality. What a quality, you know, so, I, you know. I think Tsitsipas would have given Federer a tougher match just because you younger. beat him the last time, younger. Yeah, after coming out of that 8-6 fifth. Doesn't have the mental edge. Federer doesn't have the mental edge on him like he does on Wawrinka. Um, yeah, being countrymen and just having probably owned him since boys' tens. Right. Um but yeah, I can't get mad at him for losing the round of 16 with that draw. I mean, I would have been nice if he beat Warenka, but he's still probably going to lose the next round, even if he does beat him. And then he would have to play Nadal in the semis. So I did say as that Djokovic match was going on, I said this would be one of his greatest wins ever, just because of how he started the match, how weird he was playing with all the conditions. Even though team, you know, doesn't seem like his would be his one of his greatest wins just based on that. Yeah, I just think the way the match was going. Well, as much as you talk about how, you know, the way to get to Nadal is kick his water over <laughs> or move it out of position. I mean, obviously, Novak has to have everything perfect. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm going to bring one of those giant fans next if I play. I just point it towards <laughs> his uh, chair. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just, I'll be over there making <laughs> wind noises. I think if they didn't have that delay in the first set. I mean, he could have lost that in three straight sets. Oh, I agree. 100% he looked horrible. With yeah, he, and he was not pulling it back together. Yeah, it didn't he, look like each time. Each time he came back, the, he seemed to get. And maybe part of it had to do with team had to think about it. Right. Oh wow, I'm you know, and oddly because he was in the final last year as well. But still, it's you know still pressure. I mean, they're they're playing under a high level of pressure uh, here. That's what's sad about team is we want to think he's made so much progress. Well, he just all he did was just equal what he did last year. So he's not even getting any points for that. Yeah. He's just staying. But, you know, I was real impressed. So they had the last rain delay. Team's up 4-1, deuce. The first point, Djokovic gets overruled on a call. So it's 1-4, add out. Right. And he wins that game in two more games. I mean, to me, that was impressive. Well, actually, no, he lost at 3-4. I forgot. He was up 30-love yeah, at 3-4 three. Three. Yeah. And, then, and then blew the game. But if he wins that game, he probably wins the match. But who knows? He still got back to five all and lost. So it, it was a crazy yeah. ending. It just chaos, as you said. Chaos. Yeah, I texted you and said, "Hey, are you watching the chaos?" And of course, you. you <laughs> why would you watch tennis? No, when you have a podcast to do every week, right? And certainly not live. Who does that? Um, yeah. What a beating! By the way, super. No, I still am paying for this thing every year. <laughs> superb, superb access on. Tennis Plus, Tennis Channel Plus. And you needed that this year with the all the delays and finding the channels. It was yeah, so hard. Yep. Yeah, the only, the only, yeah, it, it, it hopped around. Actually, they ended up on uh, NBC Sports. See, I didn't, I missed that. And NBC. Regular, See, I never know that. Like the final today was on NBC, NBC. Like right. The national, you know. Um, the women's was on ESPN Ocho, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to say should have been? Yeah, I'm please. not. I'm not because uh, I don't mean it. I don't. Mean it. People take sometimes they take things. I, say I do mean it for this tournament just because. I'm sorry. I have to know who the players are to have interest. Like I don't think that's a well. Listen, a hard I, request. No, no. But I think not knowing Vondrasova 
you knew Von der Sova, right? Just I mean, I knew her by name. I don't know that I've ever seen her play. Yeah. Um, and Barty obviously knew. Yeah. I don't know. I this 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 tournament. Well, we can't talk about the women yet. We're not there. I know. God, you're so anti men. <laughs> so anyway, so I guess basically I am a lot like Djokovic, and I'm going to make the wind an excuse for him. The the conditions overall, everything that 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 match was a disaster. Well, I was to say I hate doing that, but this was the extreme. It really was. Like you can't was, you can't not factor that in. Yeah, this the men's match or the men's um, semis pushed it to an extreme for purposes of us us making our predictions. And the women's draw was to another extreme, which we'll talk about when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. How smooth was that? Sudden, that sudden was, end, cliffhanger. I, I just had nothing else to say about the men. I mean, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Seriously. It kind of leaves you speechless, to be honest. Well, I think my call was going to be right, but then they had to have the most absurd, catastrophic, <laughs> odd scenario you know, all the way. I mean, they should have. They should have defaulted him because apparently he just left. Right. You one, How, one, could you imagine the story if that happened? Well, one one you know person on TV said he just dipped, and then somebody else you know said, well, they said it was canceled before he left. Yeah. And some other people were saying he left before they called it. I can't picture him leaving. You before really? Before somebody told him? Really? <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, no. He, the reason he would do that is if he leaves, there's no way they can keep right. Playing. And by the time... And they're not going to default him in that scenario. There's no chance. Yeah. Well, and we got the exact ending that we don't want. Into the number one, the exact same finals last year. A and nothing different. Big three versus a next gen and the big three killing the next gen. You got one set. Like those are literally the right. worst. That's the worst possible outcome. Every time we go into slam, we say we don't want to see that. Well, we don't want to see it for the health of tennis, but I do want to see it to continue to be <laughs> Right. Because one thing I, I hate conventional wisdom. I hate conventional wisdom. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. And tennis has a lot of that. Good lord! I wish I wish somebody else would hurry up and win a bunch of Grand Slams in a row. So now people would start. This is incredible. We have the four greatest players in the history of the game. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, and this. All right, who this, cares about the? Well, I was going to say this applies right. to men and women, but should there be a rule that you don't play over X number? miles per hour of wind yes of course because right now there ain't right um and what would that number be i don't know sustain winds of 30 and i think that's about 30 what they were. is ridiculous because they had gusts at one time of 45 right which is crazy yeah and what happens then so if you tell me there's no wind rule then why are you letting them go over the serve clock because they're waiting for the wind to die down yeah i did i did find that funny too that yeah. the serve clock just suddenly went away yeah anytime they waited for the wind and then but you then Djokovic gets penalized for waiting for the crowd to stop right it's like so is it a rule or not but right. that's typical all right so who cares men's men are stupid women rule boys drool something <laughs> like that so on the women's side it, this draw pushed us to an extreme in another one of our 
general theory, or at least my general theory, that you can almost have any players and multiple <laughs> players out of a tournament and it still be a high quality tournament yeah because of the depth of the women et cetera, et cetera. i think uh we were pushed to the limit in the in on you testing know, that theory yeah because i mean and as per usual early on you know there were there were some casualties as there always are on the women's side. Right. I just think that when your main star at the final is someone who hasn't won a slam before, that makes it harder. Like if it's Osaka, Vondrasova, nobody cares. I mean, they care, meaning nobody cares that it's Vondrasova because right. she's still it, got Osaka. It has validity because right. she's proven herself. Even Halep. If it's Halep, Vondrasova, that's fine. Right. If it was, I actually think Anisimova, Vondrasova would have been more interesting because well, you have to crown someone after that is like the next big thing regardless. Right. And that Anisimova Barty match was probably the compar- comparable match to Djokovic team. It was insane. Yes. Um just the way the scoring went. And, well, I, and I didn't somehow didn't get to see much of Anisimova in this tournament. I feel like they had her relegated to outer courts and weird times the whole week. Well, they do that to women apparently. <laughs> um well, you know, so we could have had we could have lost and I don't mean, you know, like health-wise, but I mean lost out of the tournament, which we did lose Serena, you know, at some point. Right. We could have lost her. That's not a problem. It's not having a, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously the most recognized player, you know, worldwide, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the fact that she's slightly on the decline is right. not a big deal. Right. Well, either way, I mean, I still think you can overcome right. missing one player. So and and not only one player, but a huge player. I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't. You know, but like the most famous, most right. decorated. The biggest name. I mean, she doesn't have as many as Margaret Court. But just kidding. I just I just want to cause trouble. I just want to cause. Well, there would have been the most depressive achievement of the tournament if she had won. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um. Well, judging from how she went out and how she looked, I maybe that's anybody true. that voted for her that would have been right. Right. I know you last week you you thought that was silly, um, but you got me off track, man. What was I saying? <laughs> you were talking about losing Serena is not catastrophic. Yes. So we can lose Serena, and we can overcome that, and we can lose. I mean, any Americans? We nobody cares about Americans right. except us. So if you lose a Keys or so, you you know lose a Steve. Losing Sloan her just because she it was, was going to be a Sloan Halep. At that point, the two biggest names were Sloan Halep. And yeah, that was a rematch of last year, but it was at least a really good match last year and you would have had that revenge factor and all that. Yeah. Once she went out, it was like, oh, you know, we're kind of... And I think the tournament realized that too. They were like, man, our final just went down <laughs> dramatically. What are we going to do? And apparently what we're going to do is put the women on courts that nobody goes to and not show it on TV. And listen... I Again, I think you know, but we lost Halep, we lost Osaka. Yeah, I mean, so it and they wasn't had no French players either. It wasn't. It wasn't just. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest with you, I think France will claim Serena. She you know, lives yeah. there and speaks French. So right. they, they like her a lot, and she's you know. Oh, if it was Serena, that she wouldn't have been playing on that other court. I can guarantee you. Oh, that. well, yeah, she would have kicked team off Chartrier uh, <laughs> to go play there. So, but yeah, but I just think. So generally speaking, I think we have that sentiment that 
the women can lose more of their top players and it still sort of be you know a high quality tournament right but they were dropping like <laughs> flies when well, if you think about people that go to a sporting event i would venture to say that I and mean, obviously there's a lot of tourists and visitors but most people at the french open probably see live tennis once a year which is at the french open if people are coming from the nearby surrounding areas so Vondrasova is not somebody they're going to know, you know, maybe. Yeah. For the, as much as another name. And that's the problem when like a TV audience, we have the option to track them as the tournament goes on and man, she beat so-and-so and she beat so-and-so and you can kind of build a little excitement. I don't think you have that because people are just going one day of the tournament and they want to see the people they've heard of. Yeah. Well, and then we, the other thing is we had walkovers a lot yeah. late, right? I mean, Svitolina came through with a walkover, um and well, still and, lost the next round and committed and, it withdrew the morning of the start of the tournament right and then um uh andreescu pulled out um wasn't that also against fidelina or was that the fidelina no no that oh. was uh oh no it was kennan yes and then she beat serena so it just it just was uh there was just a ton of of circumstances that ultimately ended up Leaving, leaving us with uh, Anna Masova, Barty Semi, and a Kanta Vondrasova. <laughs> you know, what I mean, right? And they played them at the same time on two, the two, the second and third biggest courts. I mean, the men had one, two, three, four, right? In the semis, the yeah. women had eight, nothing, twenty six, nothing. Yeah, and to me, twenty six is nothing, right? Uh, well, yeah, I don't think she had won. I think I said this last week. I don't think she had won more than one or two Roland Garros matches ever. Yeah. Until this year. Or actually, maybe none, I think. I think it was none. I but, think it was none. But, um, yeah, so who's going to be excited about her? Maybe there's some British contingent there. No, she has been in the upper 10. echelons, you know, before. So at least it's like, oh, okay, she's kind of got her life together. Yeah. Um, And I do think Barty, and I think a lot of people, it's not like I'm some genius, a lot of people think Barty is, is you know, a future star. Um, right. So. And I think that was, that part of it was cool. Um. And the match was obviously competitive. Well, the final wasn't that competitive, but her semi with Anasimova was amazing. Yeah. I think there would have been a much bigger buzz, even though Barty's top 10. And again, not just saying America, but Anasimova to basically come out of nowhere. Because both those players would have come out of nowhere in the final. So somebody's going to get their first Grand Slam and just get endless publicity moving forward. I don't know that Barty's getting a huge amount of attention because it was a little more expected. And she didn't beat anybody on the way, on route, which isn't her fault, but... Yeah, well, yeah, because she didn't have to play Osaka in that in that section. Yeah. Um, and, or or Halep. Right. Yeah, because she would have had to play them both. Now, that Anna Samova, that Halep shocked me. I was shocked uh, that Halep Were you there. shocked? I was shocked more of that than I was Ken and Serena. Absolutely, because Halep was pretty close to her top form. Well, I, again... And I didn't get to see him that much again because it was, was hard to find. Every tournament... Literally every tournament, maybe every match that some Americans, well, it doesn't even have to be American, but some young, no, nobody, no name player, unranked, unseated, or not unranked, but unseated player wins a match against somebody big. <laughs> and it's funny, we call it shocking. Why is it shocking when it happens every tournament? <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is what, what drives me insane is that the commentators lose their grip on reality. Right, that's what I mean. Like it's, like it's unheard of. Animasova, you know, or, uh, What's her name? Anna Samova. No, the other one. Oh, uh, Kennan. Oh, Kennan. Kennan beat Serena, and now, oh, she's the next American great. Right. What? Relax. 
Relax. Well, and the to me the oh, there's only one thing that happened in the women's that's shocking because it's only get happened, rid of it. It's only happened once or twice, which is when the defending champion loses first round. Yeah, that's about it. Or the number one seed even loses first round. Right. And even Osaka was close this year, but she came back and won. <laughs> yes, that was. But like to me, anything that happens after that, it can't be considered shocking. It can be surprising or unexpected, but it can't be a shock. And we'll know more a year from now or two years from now on some of these players that have come through deeper in this tournament on how it's going to, you know, play out for them. And well, Anna Simova has got to be the next big thing. I mean, how could she not be? I would hope so. Two deep runs and, and slams. And Kennan too. I mean. Yeah. And, but Kennan has been around longer with more mixed results. Anna Simova has had yeah. almost all positive results. She just hasn't played as much. Because I don't think she was even high enough to get in a lot of the tournaments. And now she's going to be able to get anything. Yeah, and again, Kennan had that walkover with Andreescu, so she, she may not have gotten past that one, right? Much less Serena, and you know, and, and listen, Kennan took the racket out of Serena's hand, right? I mean, she was just unstoppable in that match. And Keys did, you know, her normal what we talked about. She made it to the quarters, and I don't think she played bad. She just had a you know tough match. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of that's why it's hard. You know, she has more consistent results, but it's hard to think of her as the next, you know, great when she doesn't have those breakout results. Yeah, and listen, I don't think this is a shocker, but I, well, first of all, obviously it was a mismatch in the final, um, and I also think it's pretty, again, common knowledge, I, you know, co- common wisdom or whatever, uh, conventional wisdom. But yeah, I think Barty is going to continue to rise up through. You know, um, I don't. It, I don't see her sort of doing what Osaka's done in that sputter. Right. You know, I mean, yes. I'm in the smaller tournaments. She won a second one. I get it. She's got two Grand Slam tournaments, but she's sputtered a lot in the interim. Whereas, I I don't know, it just seems like Barty's got a little more, uh, you know, in terms of better head on her shoulder, so to speak. Well, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think it's just cool to have a top player from Australia top player from America, top player from France, which we don't really have right now. I just think those are the countries that it's nice when there's somebody to be excited about from those countries because those are the ones that have just always been driving tennis, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe you could say Spain or Russia for the women, but but it's just it's cool to see an Australian, especially on clay, which is you know unusual. Well, she, uh, apparently I just heard this on the tennis podcast. They were talking about this, that I guess she had a, Barty had a quote last year that said the best thing about clay is it's Closer, every match on clay is one match closer to grass. Something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and uh, and so her best surface is certainly not. It might be a worse surface, yeah. but again, nobody's playing clay court tennis anymore. Right, they're just good on clay for whatever you know. Well, because yeah, they're basically you don't need to when the, your opponent's not. Like I if mean, they're not playing clay court tennis, you don't have to play it. Barty is not the player that hits through people, and then that's. That's sort of stunted by playing on clay, it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, not that she can't hit by people, but not like a, it's not like a key situation. Right. I could see her being the best on grass with that slice that she was. Hitting. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And her overall, she's all court play. She's got every you know trick in the bag. Right, and won the doubles. Uh, has won a doubles Grand Slam or more than one. So. Yeah, so overall, the tournament kind of blew. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it, t- it did. Did you? But did you have a problem with? The way they were constantly shuffling the women around. So... Time and location. Constantly? What do you mean? Well, just like the semis, they change the time, they put them on the two outer courts, 
the finals they had to wait for another match to finish to play yeah well the final i mean once they decided to go to another court what can you do i mean another day what can you do well why wouldn't the women's final play at their normal time and then you let the men finish after i mean i get that the men need to finish as soon as possible i guess Uh, that's the number one you're playing three out of five that's the number one reason and honestly they should have started at 11 right they should have started at 11 yeah I, i mean too bad this is a makeup match right I, well, that's what I mean. A makeup match to me shouldn't supersede the championship match, right? And then they I, could have pushed the men's final back a couple hours, you know? Yes, and then, th- it, yeah. then it evens out. Yeah. Although now you're talking about three out of five. How late can you push know, it going the into the dark? Plus, Especially with the way it all plays. Well, and here's the other thing: it ended up being you know dry and sunny after they canceled. Right. right. Still windy as all get out, but I don't know if that's the weather forecast they were looking at because I mean. Dude, today it wasn't supposed to rain somewhere where right. I was earlier, yeah. and it ended up pouring down raining. And so I don't know what they were looking at. Now, here's the thing: I don't think sexism is a weak answer <laughs> for why they do it. It's 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 lazy, right? It's not well thought out, and I I think it's absolutely wrong. And here's why. Not in general. I mean, as it relates to moving matches right. around in women's tennis. <laughs> Sexism exists, I promise you. Um, my co-host exhibits it regularly. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, now I lost track of thought. Every time I tell a joke. Yeah. You were just saying it. You, don't, you think sexism is the easy way out. This wasn't sexism. Yeah, it's just, yeah because it, it's not like they're like, oh, we don't like women, so let's, you know. I think it has a lot to do with Number one, I don't think that they think that these matches will draw as big as Nadal Federer, right. Team Nadal, Djokovic team. Y- team. Well, what I was going to say is. How can you argue that they would? I can't imagine in any way, shape, or form they would. Now, the key is were the, were the women's semis scheduled that way from the beginning of the tournament? They they for sure were not scheduled on the two outer courts because there would have been no other matches going then right. except for them originally. But like I agree with you. I mean, no one can argue that more people want to see Barty Vondrasova than Djokovic team, especially or with go the to the drama. semis. Barty Anamasova Kanta Vondrasova. Right. All right, go to the go to the quarterfinals. Yeah, read off these matches. Keys Barty. That's a 14 and an 8. Right. So not bad. Yeah. That's Hall- probably the best one. Halep Anamasova. Probably not a lot of people on the front end except for Americans because they're just going to think, wow, Halep's going to kill us. Right. Bro. Which is her, what I thought. Even. Her Cinderella runs over. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Um, Conta Stevens. That's a 7 and a 26. Right. So I don't know. But again, American, plus you had last year's finalists. That could have been something. Right. And certainly Great Britain's losing their mind with Conta. And then Mart, and then the the, the last quarter, Vondrasova, Martic. Right. I, I don't think any of those come even close. Listen to the men's quarterfinals. I mean, again, well, again we had the top four. Well, yeah, the top four in the semis. So I think that's pretty well a lock. Right. So then here's what you have in the the top line, the top uh, quarterfinal, one and five, Djokovic, Zverev. Yeah. Crazy. How about this? The four and the ten. Team and Hatchinoff. Right. And I'll even grant that, yeah, team, maybe Hatchinoff isn't a big draw, but he's the 10 seed. Right. Um, the next one, Federer-Wadrinka. Come Which on now. Which is going to 
trump any match that you listed that's the best match out of all of the quarterfinals i think right because even nishikori the luster's off of him oh yeah uh maybe three years ago nadal nishikori would have been a bigger draw right uh and i'd mention he got murdered but he had a fantastic (laughs) match against but even that in terms of name recognition is way better than any of those four women's matches so in this particular tournament which is what you have to look at i understand that people have a sort of, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't track this stuff. Maybe right. that's my male privilege. <laughs> I don't track it. But this instance is only valuable information as it relates to this instance. Right. Because at some point, it may be warranted that you favor a men's match over women. Is, is there any possibility, any chance on the planet that a men's match will be favored over women's 100% legitimately. Is there any chance of that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I okay. Think, yes. Then if obviously. there's any chance of that, then what you say is, hey, in that case, this instance might be that. Look at it and see. Right. There's no chance. Not a single quarterfinal was better of the women, the more of a draw than the men. Not a single semifinal of the women was better than any of the quarterfinal. I would take any of the quarterfinal matches over the semifinal right. of the women. The final of the women didn't trump any of the quarterfinals of the men. And it has nothing to do with how the matches themselves ended up. It has to do with the appeal going yeah, into before, the match. Yeah, before. Right. right, before. Of course, some of those women's matches ended up being better than some of those right. men's matches, but that doesn't matter. You have to hedge your bets. Right, you're, having, you're trying to get what are people wanting to see. I've got an answer. I've got a solution. <laughs> Separate tournaments. Separate completely men's and women's don't ever put them together again ever <laughs> it's funny you say that because ever. i actually thought about the only way and give think, the women the best weeks for all the tournaments well, I, was, I don't care i was gonna say the one problem i have with slams is they sometimes don't they're not the most equitable in terms of for the players in the draw them like like joke which having the team having to play the next day that kind of thing right the only way to fix that though would be more space all the men play day one all the women play day two. All the men play day. They're never going to do that. And How about this? How about you start the women and you you let the WTA pick? <laughs> I'll tell you, you let Catherine Whitaker from the tennis podcast. You let her pick. Yeah. So every other tournament besides Grand Slams. And by the way, she's a wonderful commentator. She's a journalist, I guess, and does TV. I don't get any of the stations she does because it's all <laughs> in Europe and right. the UK and stuff. Uh, and the tennis podcast is, is pretty good, I guess. Um, I mean, it's not us, obviously. But, you know, again, they're way more learned. Right. Although, you're an English major. You should start journalism. I should, yeah. Um, you could, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not smart enough, but you could. <laughs> so, I'm holding you back, obviously. Yeah. So, anybody out there can can pick. But every other tournament except Grand Slams, completely separate. Yeah. Even kind of like the U.S. Open series, you got the two Canada tournaments. Right. They're in different cities at the same time. Yeah. And then they flip-flop. I like to see the numbers on attendance on those. <laughs> so second, during the Grand Slams, it's kind of hard to separate them because the Grand Slams have their weeks. Right. Well, I'll tell you what you do. Week one, you only play one gender. Week two, you mix them both. It's the first it's yeah. the first week of one gender, the second week of the other okay. gender, and then the third week is the other gender. So each gender has a week on their own. Right. And then the middle week, and certainly you're going to favor, you know, quarters, semis, finals of one gender over right. the first week. Whatever. And you know what you can do? Alternate every year. Yeah. I don't care. That's interesting. Alternate. Actually. 
I don't and that, care. And that gets them. I mean, they would actually make more money in that because they get three weeks. But just the and what's getting bumped every other year if they alternate every other year, whatever crappy warm up tournament that nobody plays la- lands right before it. Right. Every other year, that tournament will suffer, and I get it. That blows or make that tournament alternate genders. You know, the week that the men aren't playing the first week, make it a women's tournament. Ooh, fancy. And then it's, you know, they still have that tournament every year. It just alternates genders every year. All, here, actually, all you have to do is this. All you have to do is this. You set the Grand Slams like I, up, just like I said, and then every other tournament for each gender fights over all the weeks. Right. And, I, and each tour makes their decisions. Now, another the, the other uh, host uh, on the tennis podcast is David Law, and he suggested alternating final days so you know so the women were on saturday make right. the men on saturday next year women on Saturday, whatever that still ends up jacking things up especially when you don't have lights yeah that wouldn't, have, that wouldn't have 1871 that wouldn't have worked this year playing with candles and all that would have done is made both finals be on the same day mm-hmm. or on the sunday right uh, to me the only this didn't happen but the only thing that could have been called sexist is if they said this podcast <laughs> if they said you know Djokovic team we're going to put you on the main court we're going to move the women's final to, you know, Longland and we're going to play you both at the same time because then and then we know which match they would have shown. Right. To me, that's the only thing that would have been to me called sexist. And right, even, even with that happened, I wouldn't have been right. well, mad because say the weather forecast is bad or whatever. Let me give you a beautiful analogy. Well, first of all, I think that's part of it, too, is they sold split tickets, but also they couldn't stack every match no. on Chatrier because you got weather, you've had weather all week. Right. It's been mayhem. You knew they're you were going to have 10 straight hours of tennis. They're probably a little gun shy because of the rain and everything, and missing a whole day is brutal for a tournament. And they don't want to miss, they don't want to move the final to Monday ever. Right. Because that just has to kill the tournament. Yeah, because uh. then we'll have to wait and record our podcast. And I've told him, <laughs> if I've told him once, I've told him a thousand times, get it done before we record. Right. Uh, so, I. Th- Oh, that's what it was. I've got an analogy. Las Vegas, not the city, but like the general idea of bookies and whatnot. The people that the bookmakers that set odds, they don't set odds based on who they think is going to win. Right. They set odds based on who they think you think is going to win. Right. So all of every tournament director group doesn't make decisions based on the fact that they hate women's tennis. They make it on the fact that they think you Corey, right. just you hate <laughs> women's tennis. Yeah, and obviously not hate. I'm kidding, of course. But they think, hey, the quarterfinals are going to be stellar for the men. Oh, they're not going to be as popular, even if they have good matchups. They don't think the numbers bear out that the women are more popular, men or vice versa. Like I've always said, when men and women have a joint tournament, it's at level one, like right. the highest it can be. It's at high highest in terms of the attendance, etc. When they're separate, both separates are lower right. than the than having them together. But men by themselves are higher than women by themselves. Right. I, I I can't imagine that's not the case a majority of the time. Right. And they have to go on what is generally the case. If you end up getting an awful men's match, or a, you know awful men's round, the quarters Matchup, end up yeah. just being a disaster, and you have the top eight seeds on the women all making it through and playing yeah. great. Rarely is that going to happen. Well, and they're privy to the information as the tournament's going on. Hey, we had this match on Longland and the stadium was only 70% full. Or, you know, we had this match right. got huge ratings on TV. I mean, they're now, getting day-to-day I, information, I'm sure. I will forego 
my comments on – I can hear the bass from the next door. <laughs> it's coming through your mic. Um, or is this you beatboxing? That's just me. I'm, that's my heart rate still. So <laughs> if uh, – that is loud. So if the attendance, right alley, the attendance on Friday at the French Open, I don't care. Right. It was rainy. It was cold. It was – and then Saturday, it was 90 mile an hour winds, like right. hurricane force winds. So it's hard to look at anything and look at the attendance. But the bottom line is, there wasn't great attendance for the women's semis. Yeah, and they're also getting, you know, I'm sure the vast majority of tickets are bought online. So they're able to see. Maybe. You know, as it's They don't use in. lights. Are you sure? <laughs> they're using the internet? Like, is that app even the French Open? I don't know. Well, and like you said, they put that Vondrasova... Who was it in the semis that she played? Um, Mardik? No, yeah, that was, no, that was quarters. That was quarters. It was Anna Samova Barty and Vondrasova and Kanta. Uh, yes. So I bet that Simone Matthew court was not full for a women's semi, the third biggest court. They, if they couldn't fill that up, I don't think they're regretting not having that on Chatrier. <laughs> you know the, I mean? And here's the only way to prove anything is have everything completely separate. Right. If you have everything, and the closest thing we have to that is Canada, when they have one gender in Toronto, one in Montreal. Right. Now listen, I saying a fact is not sexist. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think if... Well, because we didn't say which one we want to watch. If last year the men were in Toronto, women were in Montreal, and Toronto came out for the men way more than Montreal did for the women, then you could say, well, yeah, Montreal, a bunch of French-speaking Canadians, they suck. Yeah. But then they flip them. Right. So now next year, the women are Toronto, the men are in Montreal. What if Montreal turns out for the men and don't for the women? Now, oh, yeah, Toronto. Ah, They don't speak French. Ah, they suck. (laughs) And so that might be the closest we're able to tell because even Grand Slams where, you know, it's hard to judge on a grand people slam. people are roving around. They, exactly. And they buy the tickets before they even know what matches they're playing. A lot a of times. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, to me, the only real true way to do it is separate them completely. And ultimately, the only reason I, I would say that, it's not like they're all 100% together and right. I'm saying separate them. Four times a year, for sure, they're together. And then a handful of other little tournaments, they're together. Right. And two of them don't even matter. Two of them are dumb. <laughs> Hard court in the middle of nowhere. Uh, not in the middle of nowhere location-wise, but in the middle of nowhere season-wise, Miami right. and Indian Wells. Um, it drives me insane. It drives me insane. You can't. There's no chance that you can get it right 100% of the time, and it's going to be sexism no matter what. Well, and there are many years where we have wanted, we've cared much more about the men's final, or women's final, than the men's final. A lot. And... But again, you're talking about it doesn't matter what we care about. It's what they think they can get more tickets for. Right. And, it, and of course, they make mistakes. You know, they're not going to be perfect every time. There could be some legendary match that ends up coming with, you know, Barty and Anasimova that, that could have gone 10 8 in the third, and it could have been Anasimova 1, and she ends up winning a slam and being an 18 time slam winner or whatever. Right. right. And that could have, you know, everybody would have wanted to see that because it but you don't know that. You're just, get, it's like you said, it's guessing. Here's one thing I know for a fact. I know this. I don't even know it, but I know it. <laughs> These tournaments, in every tournament, one job, make the most money they can. Right. You don't think if they thought every single women's match, TV stations inclu- TV included, right. if Michael Jordan was playing 
and then the WNBA is playing, or LeBron, or nobody, nobody listening today knows who Michael <laughs> Jordan is. Michael, they think Michael B. Jordan. Oh, the guy from Kawhi yeah. Leonard. There we go. So if they, so they think you know that LeBron versus WNBA game, and they don't play at the same time. But if they did, right? Of course, they're going to pick LeBron. Is that sexism? No. Now the women's and men's is not that stark. Right. Of a contrast. Don't give me this crap. They have better fundamentals. I think these are the closest of all the sports. Every sport. Every single sport. Maybe golf. Yeah. But I don't know anything about golf. But, yeah. Soccer will be close, just just in America at least, just because the women's team is so much better than the men's. Why do you think that is? Because fewer countries have women's soccer. Maybe. I don't know. I I think there are a lot of countries that don't allow women to do things, which is sexism, incidentally. (laughs) That's actual sexism. Uh, but also, I think there's no, we don't have, or we might have it, I don't know, and it's not sexist because I don't know, uh, women's football. Yeah, there's not as many we don't have women's. Play. We don't have women's football, and, and football takes up a vast amount of our best athletes in this country, which is unfortunate because our sport would do better if we could get more of the athletes around the right. country from other sports that matter way more, <laughs> uh, and that's not sexism. Well, so, and, you know, it's like, I don't think... The one disagreement I have is that I do think that we need to have access to the women's matches, which we did. We had Tennis Channel Plus, you had, you know, NBC app, you had, you know, various places to watch. I think that I don't think they did a very good job of, you know, keeping us updated of the women's matches as they were happening. Because again, I don't need to watch Team and Djokovic 1 1 in the fourth. I think it's okay (laughs) at that point to see, you know, Barty and, you know, well, I guess not at that time, but the first set of uh, Djokovic team, I don't need to see 1-1 one, one in the second set when I've got Barty and Anna Samova, you know, at 4-all in the second or whatever. So that's what I mean. If they're same, Although, playing at the same time, Djokovic okay. whining is pretty good TV. It was. Um, listen, here's the deal. I do not want sexism to dictate what matches we get to see, how the women are treated, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm not saying that as a point of sexism. I'm just no, saying no, no, as a no. point of entertainment. No, no, no. But at the same time, just like I understand that tennis is dramatically below the big four sports in this country, right? and therefore our coverage suffers, which is why we do this podcast, and that includes women's tennis too, by the way. We're also an advocate of that, Yeah, obviously. At the same time, I think generally people are more interested in watching men's tennis than women's. Yeah. And the bottom line is our our women's soccer team, our World Cup soccer team, which is going on right now, when do the women American women play? Tuesday. Yeah. I know that totally is a fluke because I asked somebody in the lobby of my club that but you asked was somebody. In the soccer. I did. I won't watch it. <laughs> I will. You won't watch it I'll be live or tape. No. Uh, I will. Not because it's women, because it's soccer. I'm going to watch it a lot. The downside is, just like the French Open, it's in France and the hours are all jacked up. Yeah. So I will watch if they make it deeper in the tournament. I will find a way to watch at some point. They will. No, they're, know. they're you know <laughs> top three, five, whatever they right. are. But the bottom line is, is they might be number one in the world regularly, but they can't beat our men's team head-to-head who's... Right. Not number one yeah. in anything. They might be number one in the U.S. Right. Our national team might be the best national team in the U.S. Nothing? Is that not even... Do you understand what I'm saying? There's <laughs> yeah. only one national team. Right. That's our team. <laughs> and they might not be number one. That's the joke. Yeah, because right. they're so bad. That fell flat. 
So now I'm not trying to say that's what matters. What I'm saying is from perception of people, they want to see the best. They want to see the forehand that can go the fastest, the serve that can go the fastest, the, the person that can run the fastest, chase down the most balls, hit the hardest back. They want to see they want to see players be able to kick a ball that curves into the top corner of the goal from farther away or further. I never right. know the difference between further and farther. <laughs> farther. I know they're there and there. I know those. <laughs> Further is an extent, far is distance. Don't even know what extent means. So, <laughs> like you're going further with this argument. And I thought. <laughs> so, anyway, so, you know, and all of that stuff matters. And don't give me, well, the women have better fundamentals, like the WNBA, <laughs> whatever. It doesn't As matter. if anybody's watching for that. Try to have anybody in the WNBA guard any Division One men's college player. It doesn't, fundamentals are irrelevant at that point. And again, that's not a slight. At women in any sport, right? At all. Sorry, we're developed physically differently, and so that is a factor that nobody wants to mention. Yeah, they ne- they never talk about that. No. Now maybe we're lulled to sleep on the women's uh, tennis argument versus men's tennis because, again, as you mentioned, they're so much closer. They are way closer than any other sport. Totally. I, I don't mean ability level. You mean popularity? Yeah, I mean our women's soccer team has less, like the same amount of chance to beat our men as you know Osaka or whoever's a good number one. Right. Serena at her peak against Federer. Yeah. Um. So it, that doesn't change, but in terms of what it looks like relative to each other, I, there is no drop off for me in that regard. Yeah, and my only concern is like you know my analogy is let's say you're making a Marvel you know big Spider Man whatever movie can't wait you've got to. They know the audience is going to be 75, 80%, 85% male between a certain age. But they've got to have enough in that movie For to everybody. attract people outside of the audience. And I think that's, the, that's what tennis is. The only thing I'm saying is if they key in on one thing, do they lose those smaller you know, demographics? Do they lose the, you know, the older women or the junior girls who are watching and want to, you know, that, that's the only thing. I'm, I don't think you're going to lose anybody if you show five games of the women's match during the Djokovic team. Well, but here, are you going to lose people if you show the entire women's match? Absolutely. Let me tell you where this whole argument stems from. Let me just tell you. The, what Andy I, Murray. Yeah, Andy Murray. <laughs> Andy Murray wouldn't have something to bad, doesn't he? Um, Playing doubles at Queens Club. Yes. The Boodles. So, if, by the way, I found out what Fever Tree is. It's a drink mix. Oh. Like, you know, like oh, so soda. That's a sponsor tournament? Fever Tree tournament is not okay. of the Boodles, but it's actually right. the Fever Tree. So, Here's what people, we've gotten so far down this path of men and women being equal that we also want to say they're the same. They're not the same. Right. Of course, equality is paramount. And we've got to show an equal number of hours of women's tennis as we show men's. No, that's not the argument I'm, I'm going down. What I'm saying is it's gotten so far down the thing is nobody can even say, when, when I say Serena can't beat Federer, they look at me like I'm an, an a-hole. I promise you, if someone asked Mary Carrillo on air, how would Serena do against Federer, she would give some nonsense answer like, oh, I think it'd be closer than you think. Or, you know, I, she would not say. Maybe. Not, not, I don't think Mary Carrillo, but I think a lot of other people would. Because um, they, but they wouldn't. Yeah, none, I don't think any of them would answer the way they actually truthfully feel. And I've asked people that question. And they rarely say what would Fetter, actually happen. I don't have a problem saying what would actually happen. Federer would murder Serena. And I've talked to people that have played Hang professional on. level. Seats of pass would murder Serena. <laughs> I know. Hang on. Hang on. Jack Sock 
<laughs> would lose. <laughs> but the guy ranked behind Jack Sock would right. murder Serena. Jack Sock doesn't beat anybody. Right. Where is he at? We I need thought to, I would see his name in the doubles, and I didn't, so I guess he's still Jack injured. So- we need to have a Jack Sock update. Intervention. Um, well, yeah, he's not in rehab, we hope. No, no, no. Every week we just need to do a Jack Sock. Sock watch. Sock watch 19. And again, like you said, it doesn't devalue But that doesn't matter to me, but the sort of mentality, it's like we have to play this dumb game that they're equal in terms of ability, and they're not. Right, And that doesn't let me have the argument of saying potentially that a women's match can be way better than a men's match. No, because you still want me to play this dumb game like any man that's ranked in the top thousand in the world couldn't couldn't be the greatest women's player in the history of the game if no hormones were, but whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if he came in and could play as a man, he would decimate, decimate the women's tour and hold all the records, uh, etc. Now, one plus I'm not an a-hole for saying that. I'm not saying it to be an a-hole. Right. What I'm saying is that is that is that is um that just goes without saying. Right. Except for the fact they don't even want to let's say that anymore. Yeah. And it just goes past that. It's almost unspoken that that's not the case. And now we go to the rest of this crap. Part of this whole issue with the French Federation is they think People want to see the best tennis player, right. not the best women. That's a qualifier. Right. You can look at Federer and say he's the best ever. Right. And if you say, well, Serena would have so No, she wouldn't. <laughs> not if she had a racket in her hand and was on court against him. She's not in the top 500 ever to play the sport of tennis. Exactly. Now, I don't... That's But that's irrelevant. Right. Her matches are highly right. compelling, high quality, high degree of skill, high degree of athleticism, high degree of smarts, high right. degree, all the things that go with being the best player in the world at your thing. Right. It, it's all of them. She is the women's version of Federer or whatever. Nadal, Djokovic in my mind, but whatever. Oh, no, he's the male version of her. Coach. Oh, Serena would have something to say about that. <laughs> but no, the reason it doesn't matter, one of the reasons it doesn't matter is they're still better than 99.9% of the people watching them. Like, 99.9% of sure. the men watching the French Open would still get killed by Serena and tennis. Oh, sure. Of course. So, of course. that's the other reason it doesn't matter. It's like they're still way better than what we're going to play. But here, let me, let me tie it together, because I just rambled in, in whatever. So, let me tie it together. So, the fact that that's the case, that's the real case, the French Tennis Federation is looking at it like, hey, people want to watch. Pretend, that's the argument you have to overcome first, but we can't have that argument. Like, yeah. why did they put the men's semis, both of them on, on you know, at one after another, but the women's semis were right. at the same time? Why? Because the first argument you have, the first question you have to ask is not, is it because of sexism? No. Right. Oh, that's the French Federation. Who is, who is, the first question you should ask is who was in it. The first question you should ask is, out of those four matches, what's the most popular one, do you right. think? What's the second most popular, third and fourth? That's the first question you have to ask. And you can't get to that question if you think Serena would be a top 10 men's player. Well, and I think what you said earlier is right, too, is if they scheduled it that way before the tournament started, then you can maybe allege sexism. By the way, if you if you went to any of these people screaming sexism <laughs> and, I, and again, uh, let me let me rephrase that. Let me let me rephrase that. Because I will tell you one thing. People are going to think, oh, he's a sexist. He's just shut up, stupid. Right. No, I'm not. 
you're an idiot. If you think that, you're an idiot. The My argument is exactly what I said it was. Tournaments have to make the decision on what the most popular court's going to be. And part of what factors into that right. is men are the best tennis players in the world. If we had a world ranking and everybody was in it, it would be men at the top, one, two, right. three, four, five, men, 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 men. Then women would start coming in, but there'd be a lot of men mixed in. Most right. of the men mixed in, a couple of women spotted in, and then then more men, less. I mean, more women, less men, and then all women. Right, and then you <laughs> at the bottom. And you're, but you're not arguing that the 499 man playing the 500 man it, right. should be above that, Serena versus Osaka. You're a genius, not because because you're not trying to bail me out because you're making a point you believe. <laughs> yeah, there's no. T- if there were two guys that were just finished a challenger and maybe got wild cards in the main draw right. and happened to play each other, good for them, which wouldn't happen. <laughs> Whatever. So they played each other in the first round. One of them's 350 in the world and one of them's, you know, 351 in the world. Right. Both of them would smoke Serena. Yeah. Smoker. Right. I would never watch that match. And if that popped up at prime time, I'd throw my TV through the window. Yeah. And if they, bo- if they booted Serena to court one and put her put them on Chatrier, then you could say hey, that seems sexist well you have to find out if they're french and if they're somebody's <laughs> cousin in the french federation because <laughs> right. even that's more likely than you know yeah. i don't know maybe maybe it would be sexism because yes past behavior certainly can inform current behavior but just separate the damn tools. but like you said just separate even though tours. those two players are better playing each other that doesn't make for a more compelling interesting ratings attendance match right and Serena but, it, but someone. it all boils down to this the argument that the 300 player in the world could beat the number the best player in the history of the women's game handily the fact that that's real not only does it not matter in terms the only reason i'm saying it is because we have to listen to this you know argument right. every tournament yeah every single court assignment is immediate, immediately put under a microscope for sexism. And the fact of the matter is, if you are a top 128 player in the world, no, that's not true. Because again, it, two lucky losers, right. I won't watch them play each other anyway. But once <laughs> you get this deep in a tournament, I just don't care. It's not, I don't, the men are going to have higher ratings because they are better. But the only reason I say that, because I don't want to say that, Right. I think it goes without saying, duh, and it's irrelevant, as we've said again and again. But the problem is, they skip over that fact like it's not true. Right. And that argument, because it doesn't make the women's tour the 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 redheaded stepchild, no offense to redheaded people or stepchildren, <laughs> but it doesn't make, but it does mean, yeah, that's a, that's a factor. That is a factor. Right. Well, and there is a reason, by the way, the men's final is always the last match of every Grand Slam because it's the biggest match of the tournament in general. Now, some we, some years it doesn't work out where it's the biggest match. Sometimes yeah. it's Nishikori and Chilich. So, Soderling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's... But, again, they're, they have to make those decisions early on, number one. I'm sure in 20 years, if somehow the women's tour takes supremacy over the men's, they would switch that and make the women's final, you know, Sundays. And that could happen. Who well, knows? Well, that's the thing, is that the best men in the world are also compelling. Right. It's not like they're garbage. Yeah. Now, if they're pre-sold, like apparently these might have been, I I don't know. I, I, I'm not there, but uh, whatever. Well, and the argument that would have helped them is if they saw people, you know, cramming to get in those two small stadiums and they were overflowing, 
and they saw Chartier, you know, half empty. That that wasn't the case, though. The small stadiums right. were still half empty, and Chartier was totally full, even in terrible weather. Well, and, and the aforementioned lovely, I'm assuming she's lovely, but I don't want to say lovely because that's sexist, is it? Misogynistic? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, what would you call a man lovely? I've probably heard you call a man lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the Catherine Whitaker, the one of the co-hosts of the tennis podcast, um, she sent out a tweet which had a picture of the men's crowd and said, you know, it was basically a half full right crowd, and it was apparently in between the two. I was going to say semis. And by I the get, way, well, no, no, I don't know when she took the picture, right? But. But it got sent out about that time, so I'm assuming she didn't take yeah. the picture and hold on to it. That would be dishonest, and she's a journalist, so I'm sure she's not dishonest in that regard. Um, or any regard. I'm not saying she's not. I don't know her. I don't know anyone. I don't know you. I don't know myself. Who am I? Uh, why are we here? But uh, but it was it was full, and I said, yeah, send me – send another, I, I retweeted. She didn't respond because she's big time, and I'm nobody, but – she respond. I replied to the tweet or retweeted or super tweeted whatever it is, and said, "Send me another picture in twenty minutes." Right, <laughs> and then let me know. Well, yeah, um, because they even showed the wait, first. And then I said, and then I sent out about five minutes later. I said, "Never mind, rain," because it started pouring <laughs> down rain, and I was like, ah! "No," but they all left after the first match, probably to go get lunch or whatever. No, because they, they didn't have back. tickets. Oh yeah, yeah, it was separate. separate. Oh, that's right. But that. That had to be a late development, too, because there's no way that's how it was scheduled originally, like I said. Well, here's people the People knew it was going to rain, too. Who's going to go to a sporting event when they know it's going to rain? Here's the other thing. But, well, they were there for the men, though, but not yeah. the women. Anyway, tell me this, though. Do you think anyone on the women's tour, do you think any of the people crying sexism would actually want, would actually want to fully separate the tours? Well, they shouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't think they would if they had to bet if they if you went to them and said hey put the, the put the deed to your house on the line or something <laughs> or, or or an amount of money that would make them very uncomfortable right so put that on the line for a, a women's final and a men's final on what the better ratings are or right. the better attendance or whatever yeah put that on it and see what happens no of course not well and to me that's the number one comparison you can look at for the last 10 years is men's final because they're always a separate event, separate days. Yeah. I mean, to this year we had a different, it was different because there was a men's match that interfered with it. But I mean, that's, that's an easy barometer too. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's just not an argument that like you said, nobody wants to have it. Right. And it makes it sound like, you know, we're saying that they should only show men's tennis. And of course we're not, you know, it's, it's silly. Yeah. And this actually came up in a smaller scale today at my club. There was a dispute over a court and one of the guys said, well, what level are you? And I, somebody was telling the story. And I said, that is irrelevant to the argument. We're arguing over who has this court. Like the level of play <laughs> is the, the higher level player doesn't get the best court. Like that's never. <laughs> and so even though you're kind of saying that to some extent with the men, that's not why they got the best court. They got the best court because it's two players that people really want to see play each other. I guarantee if it was if it was Nadal versus Londero, like we had in the round of 16 or whatever, and the other match was Serena Osaka. Serena Osaka would have been on the main court. Sure. Or both, maybe both of them would have been. Well, listen, they bump men for women in the in the press conferences, so it's not like everything. <laughs> I didn't cry sexism for that. Yes, you got it. Or had racism. A, you had a press conference tidbit for us. Let's hear it. So next week, we will begin 
Not the U.S. Open Series. Obviously, we're starting grass. <laughs> but next week, we're going to begin media credential watch Uh-oh. for the BB&T Atlanta Open. <laughs> so I filled out the online form for credentials. I made up all kinds of lies about, you know, that <laughs> our, our uh, podcast is simulcast on, you know, ESPN 8, the Ocho. That's right. Um, they have no idea. They're not going to check. They don't care. It's tennis. Um, and so we're going to see if we get denied credentials at the BB&T in Atlanta, <laughs> um, which is in July. Now, with that being said, I probably, I probably can't go. Right. That's 12 hours from here. Although I, any excuse to get out of here in July. True that, except for Atlanta is going to be only <laughs> more humid right. and about the same temperature. Yeah. And the traffic is way worse. Oh, man. But nonetheless... Uh, if if it if we get credentials because I put your name in there too, I appreciate that. I will pay for your flight wow. to go to BB and T. That's on that's on record. Now you're sleeping in the car. <laughs> I'll be in the five star hotel next door. That's right. But uh, but that's that's about equivalent with what you contribute to the show versus what yeah, I contribute. Yeah, I think so. So uh, so if we get media credentials and I only put them in for the first three days. Okay. So. 20 21 22 or so 19. when all the americans are still in the draw exactly Good. no <laughs> only americans play it. it's yeah. like the houston clay court so anyway that's my corner uh and so we're going to start uh and they might not even we it might be an empty empty watch uh we might not get an email for months <laughs> right or, we'll, or not ignored no we'll get an email because uh you know it's an, probably an automatic <laughs> no nope. they're gonna read it and uh and 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 then there's wait a podcast right <laughs> we'll be in the, we'll be in the basement somewhere with ben rothenberg and you know, all those podcasters i don't think the tennis podcast will be there oh uh. hard to tell <laughs> in the headphones if that's too loud or not that's right and since you don't listen you'll never be able to tell <laughs> Well, you know they're bringing all those shows back this summer. They have to. Pressure Luck, uh, Card Sharks. I forget. Then maybe it's me. Just be those two. Well, if if our if our downloads per week is not enough, if listening to a couple of episodes isn't enough, if I don't know what is our worldwide fame, our our tweets, our Instagram. If those aren't big enough, then maybe I'll call them. I don't know how to put this, but kind of a big deal that'll get us over the top it was good that that had music you know underlaying because like we've had the whole show it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is a dance party next door i don't know (laughs) if you can hear this or not but it's a dance party next door so anyway so that's uh that's a wrap for the french and again i'm a sucker i'm a sucker for what's new i can't wait for grass court season oh we always like it i mean it's it's, volleys because there's a big difference between clay and grass it's huge and i don't think grass in the u.s open is a huge difference necessarily right. but there's a clay or the u.s open is, and clay right but it, yeah there is some separation well i mean i think probably the best player to do well on grass is obviously Zverev. as much as he's improved his volleys <laughs> it's clear no it's not but we won't talk about that we're kidding i just wanted to make a fun of Zverev one more time how sad is it though that making the quarterfinals seems like an achievement yeah, I mean, it's terrible. He's made. He's never made it to the fourth round of the U.S. Open, and hey. he's number five in the world. 
and was three. Yeah. So you can't tell me this isn't a serious strong error. I mean, it's that's how tough it is. <laughs> Even the number three player in the world can't make it. <laughs> the competition is so stiff. Can't make it into the last in the eight. early rounds. The number three player the last sixteen can't make it to the last sixteen <laughs> of most Grand Slams. The last eight of this one. Right. All right. What do you got? Nothing. That's it. No corner. No. Good. But what you do have is tennis rev pod right there you go on twitter i mean i don't have it but no. some people do i this is by the way that's not a this is not a bit that we're doing <laughs> all right this idiot doesn't have twitter he doesn't i don't and i've actually just heard recently it's like the best news source there is no well you if you pick the sites that you want to you know i mean yeah i'm not saying everything on there is so if you read the new york times you fill out the new york times um, you know, you, you follow the New York Times, uh, you know, Twitter feed, right. and you're getting the New York Times stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that, yeah. So it's awesome, and you're awful because you don't. <laughs> so anyway, so tennis rev pod on Twitter, and for the love of all things tennis, please get your life together and follow us on Instagram for exactly the purpose of not getting anything. We're down to one. We're down one. Who? Did you follow me under a fake one and just to make me suffer? You got <laughs> you canceled it. I delete one every week. So at one fourteen, could you please follow Instagram for fun? If you have an Instagram, what's the harm in following us for? Maybe we should set it if we get up to like three hundred, we'll send out a pick. I think that's well, but that's so against your principles. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, we'll send out an Instagram post, but it won't be a pick. Yeah, there you go. All right, so if we get to three hundred Instagram, we'll send out. An Instagram post, but it won't be a picture. I like that. I like it. Yeah. Now, I don't know what else to send, besides, but <laughs> we'll figure out how somebody I don't even know if you can make a post without a picture on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, it'll be an image, but it won't be a picture. Yeah, like of my go. lunch or something. <laughs> oh, look. Here, yeah. All right. Who cares about the website? Nobody goes to that. But we're, on, we're everywhere. We're on Spotify, and we're on... Apple podcast app. We're on other stuff. Google Play. Heart Radio. Oh, iHeart. Maybe. I don't know. We are. I've found it. Oh, wow. iHeart. Everywhere. Um, telegraph. Can you get us on a telegraph? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So follow us. All, well, no, you don't follow. You're already listening. Don't follow us on anything. Uh, but go to Facebook. Go to Twitter and share however you do that on those things. Um, and if not... Open the window and shout it out for all the world to hear. <laughs> um, that would be good. And spread the word. Spread the word. The more we grow, the more we, I think, I think we help American tennis, um, which is, oh, for Pete's sakes, particularly on the men's side. The women, man, they just keep giving us hope after hope after hope. I mean, you had the Williams sisters dominating. Then you had Sloan coming around. Then Coco and Keys. And uh, now we got Anna Smova and Kennan. We've had a lot to be excited about with the women. The men have not changed in Awful. a while. Awful. But grass, they'll be better because they can't be any worse than they were on clay. So that's something. Yeah, we had, well, uh, we, had, <laughs> we did have one make it to the second round of yes. the men in the French. So yes. it's possible. No, <laughs> Isner is so tall. You yeah, know, but Fritz he didn't play is, in the French. Uh, well, no, no, I know. But in, in grass, I mean. He'll come out and play no matter what. They're all, they're so tall. All of them are so tall. That's what I mean. That's got it. Quarry made a semi that one year somehow. They're so tall. That's all. That's all I've got is how tall they are. So all well, right, Isner's uh, tall semifinalist from last year. So he's got to play there. Fancy. 
That was awful. That's why they changed the rules, remember, because of him. Yep. So, all right. So, if, uh, yeah, what a dumb rule, 12 all. I hate that so much. Anyway, but we're not to grass yet, so relax. Slow your roll. We'll save that. All right. Well, once again, uh, thanks for listening. Clay court season is over. Grass is here, and I don't mean the kind you get in Colorado. (laughs) And until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. It's not sexist.